For this case of the week, I happened to be walking through the Crown and Bridge Department, and I happened to ask one of the technicians, what's one of the most frustrating things that you see uh, week in and week out? And uh, it didn't take him very long to reach over and grab uh, this impression. This, this represents um, something that it, it looks so easy and it seems so easy. It seems so tempting, but it never really works out. And this is for a four-unit bridge. We've got a distal abutment here and a ponic space and then two uh, abutments on the mesial, these two bicuspids. And we'll look at the model in a second. Uh, but you've probably heard me say many times before that if we're going to do a double arch impression like this, it's suitable uh, for one single unit crown or two single unit adjacent crowns that should never be used for a bridge. And you'll see why in a minute. And part of the reason it shouldn't be used for a bridge is because the flexibility of these plastic trays and the fact that the impression material can kind of pull away, as you can see here, as opposed to like a perforated full arch tray. This is a pretty stiff impression material though, but all these little errors that we get slightly concerned about with a single unit crown, when we have a restoration this big in a double arch tray, a plastic one, we get really worried about it. Because any little error you make for a single unit is going to get multiplied across that whole length and become a bigger problem. Not to mention, if we look closely over here, I'll rotate the impression to the side. You can see that white spot. We'll zoom in on this just a little bit here, and you can see that we actually have the tray in contact inside of the preparation. So that's the margin. And so really the tray was kind of uh, uh, malpositioned and the preparation is in contact with the plastic part of that tray. That's why I prefer those wider metal trays, that clinician choice uh, quad tray extreme, for example. So the impression of the preps themselves seem to be okay as you look at the margins, except for that one spot right there. And it's so tempting to want to use a double arch tray like this when you have a restoration that's on one side. As we roll it over, you'll see we've picked up some information uh, of the opposing arch. We only have a, a first molar there and we have some other teeth. Uh, but let's go ahead and take a look at the model and you'll see where the limitations of treating this case with the double arch impression are. So here's the bridge. It's been poured up and it's been mounted according to this double arch tray at this point. And it appears like we have enough reduction, except for maybe on that first bicuspid. I haven't measured it. But as we look at the point of contact here between the upper and lower model, you can see there's just a single point of contact on the cuspid. And as we look at the, the stone models for both arches, we can see wear facets that are occurring on the anterior teeth. And so obviously there's some contact between these anterior teeth. This patient does not bite down uh, just onto that cuspid as we see uh, from the model itself. So I'm gonna take off, we'll take off this top model here and we'll try to hand articulate this. And what becomes clear relatively quickly as we try to hand articulate it is that without a posterior stop back here and with just a few teeth in contact in the anterior it becomes very difficult to hand articulate this and so our technicians have poured this up using the bites applied on the double bite tray but they can tell that it's not right so but when you take this off and try to hand articulate it it's really just a shot in the dark and there's a lot of guessing going on here so this is the reason why we recommend for any bridge like this uh, in order to try to ensure restorative success for you and the patient, you're going to use a full arch lower impression tray, a full arch upper impression tray, and then a bite registration between the opposing teeth and these preps. When we get a double arch uh, tray like this for a bridge, it's going to be very difficult for us to give you something. The bridge will fit. The bridge will fit these teeth most likely, except we did have that molar touching the tray. 
But usually the bridge will fit on the preps, but the bite's going to be off by a mile. And no one's happy about that. We're not happy, you're not happy, and the patient's not happy either. So let's do our best to stick to that rule, double arch trays for one or two adjacent single unit crowns. And anytime we have a bridge, let's go to full arch impression trays. One other bonus set of impressions as I was walking in the way, the technician said, oh, I want you to see this as well. Uh, this is again for a bridge, and so the doctor did use full arch trays. For some reason, these are, in, these are the Invisalign trays, the one that they can scan through when they're um, making the Invisalign aligners. And so these, I guess he had some extra ones sitting there. But the thing I found fascinating about this impression was, uh, again, it's for a three-unit bridge, and we like to have the full arch impression, but there's impression material missing here. So it's kind of like he used the same amount of impression material that you would for a double arch tray here, and then knowing that we needed a bite registration, squirted some over here, but didn't want to fill the area over here, saving uh, probably a good, I don't know, 80 cents, 90 cents in impression material, and maybe causing a remake that uh, will cost several hundred dollars in chair time. And, and lest you think that was just a mistake, let's look at the imposing impression. And again, the same thing. So the dentist did at least do the majority of the impression material on the same side of the arch as the bridge. And then instead of filling um, the area over here, just put some material uh, on the back over there uh, so we'd be able to articulate it. But it makes it difficult when this part of the model is not connected to this part of the model. So when we pour this up there, you know, obviously there's going to be a huge void where it's connected. But uh, it was just curious because I haven't seen this intentionally done before. When I saw this impression, I thought, oh, maybe they ran out of material. But then I saw that one as well. And I thought, wait a second, this is really interesting. And yeah, we're going to be able to make it work and we're going to be able to give it a try, uh, you know, assuming that we can see the margins on everything. Um, I haven't poured it up yet to take a look at it. Uh, but it just makes our life easier and thus makes your life and the patient's life easier to just add a little extra impression material here and here and go all the way around um, to save, uh, again, I don't know, $2.50 by not putting a few spots of material here. Seems kind of silly when we're talking about a bridge that's probably going to go for $3,000.